hello, hello. My name is Rula Jessica, and I am here to remind you that you don't need to look for love because you already are love. If you don't know what I'm talking about, keep listening to Lessons from Love Addiction. So I just want to introduce myself here. I am absolutely, certainly, beyond the shadow of a doubt, a love addict. And once I found out about the term and looked up the characteristics, it all started making sense. And honestly, I believe that I've been a love addict for pretty much as long as I can remember. I would have crushes on boys that I had never even talked to. I would have whole fantasy relationships in my head with them without having even met them. I would walk into a room and instantly, when I was a little older, I would walk into a room and instantly scan the crowd or whoever's in there to see if there's someone dateable or to see if someone noticed me. And if someone did catch my eye or I caught their eye, the fantasy would begin in my head. It would be like, maybe this is the one. Maybe this is the one that's going to save me. Or a little bit later, you know, I'd go out on dates with people. First date, ignore like 10 red flags, 100 red flags, and cling on to the one quality of this person, either that was based in reality or not, (laughs) that... I would fixate on and try to convince myself that this is the one. Sound familiar? Yeah. That's love addiction in a nutshell for me before I got into recovery. So couple the fantasy and the liberance and the constant searching for a partner and the feeling that I'm incomplete without a partner with the toxic merry-go-round of relationships with unavailable sometimes even abusive men yes i am absolutely a love addict and if you're listening to this you probably are too and if you have your doubts about it i would highly highly recommend looking up the characteristics of love addiction on google and just reading through every single one of them and if you identify with most of them then you are probably a love addict so once i first found out that i was a love addict i was like so relieved because i'm like this is something that other people feel i'm like this is actually something that other people are going through i'm not just this like hopeless romantic desperate codependent person like this is a thing like wow and I remember it was like a feeling of relief mixed with a feeling of curiosity to kind of like learn every single thing I could about this addiction and to kind of connect the dots between my love addiction and other addictions I struggled with namely food and alcohol. I kind of saw how these other addictions were sort of like a solve, were sort of like a bomb for the underlying issue, which was my love addiction, which was 
this feeling of being incomplete, this feeling of not being enough, this feeling that my partner is constantly going to find someone better, this feeling that I'm not worthy of respect and love and regard. So yeah, it was like a mixture of relief. It was a mixture of like panic, like, oh my gosh, like, what am I going to do about this? Like, do I have to live with this? Is this ever going to go away? Like mixed with this feeling of like, okay, well, I can never be in a relationship again, knowing what I know, because they're all going to turn into this horrible situation like it had in the past, you know? And then slowly, as I began to get to know myself, as I began to reach out for support in communities with you know other love addicts just kind of put my feelers out there and realize that there really is a solution to this and we're all in this together and the more I got to know myself the less it mattered if someone else was out there that would complete me and see me and give me all this love that I thought only they could give me this perfect magical person that I had put on a pedestal without even having met them yet or having met myself yet for that matter. And yeah, so then when I realized that there's like a solution to this, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do all the work. I am going to look inside myself and I am going to heal this pattern within myself and become the perfect partner in order to attract this mythical being, knight in shining armor that's going to save me from myself. And it's so funny because the deeper and deeper I got into this work, the more and more I realized that the knight in shining armor that was coming to save me was actually myself. And the less and less I continued looking for this other person. So this podcast is really just about the experiences that I've had suffering from love addiction And most importantly, the lessons that I've learned from love addiction. So why I created this, why this was important to me, I just don't think there's that much information out there about what love addiction is and what you can do about it. So, I mean, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor. I don't pretend to be. I don't give medical advice. All I want to do is just spread some more awareness about the condition, about the symptoms, about different topics related to it, and also what I am doing to heal from this and I just want to share what worked for me what didn't work for me how it feels being in a relationship after knowing that you are a love addict and after doing a bunch of the healing on your own just letting you know that you are not alone in this and you are not crazy and you are not desperate and there are other people out there that are just like you that are suffering through this and Honestly, finding out that I am a love addict really helped me delve deeper into seeing how my childhood had affected me, how it had instilled in me certain fears that I took into my intimate relationships, expecting the other person to fix them, and how that just never worked out, and that these issues just kept getting bigger and bigger the longer I ignored them or I outsourced them to my partner. It really helped me understand why I was attracted to toxic people, to people that didn't love me, didn't respect me, weren't faithful to me. But yeah, we're going to get into all of that. 
mix that in with like some funny little stories about situations that I've been in because of this addiction and also just some like advice and camaraderie and like girl talk and some astrology thrown in and maybe a little bit of spirituality because that's just who I am. So honestly, just take whatever works for you and leave the rest. So yeah, this is really fun for me and it's also really therapeutic to speak on this. So hopefully this is also entertaining to you, but also and most importantly beneficial in some way, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. And I remember before I even knew anything about love addiction, I would witness myself just getting completely obsessed, even during the talking stage with certain guys, without even knowing much about them, just projecting this idealized future and romanticizing our connection and I would ignore red flags I would you know have sex with them way too early on just trying to establish some sort of connection that I couldn't find with myself with this person and then secretly hope that maybe they'd get as obsessed with me as I am with them if I just you know fuck them good enough if I just did what they told me if I just acted how they wanted me to act if I was their perfect girl it didn't even matter like sometimes I would be so caught up in this whole audition of being the perfect girlfriend that I would not even realize that I don't even like this guy. Like, I would sit and stop and be like, would I be friends with this guy if I just, like, randomly met him? And the answer would be no. And I'm like, why am I trying to get this person to like me and commit to me and be faithful to me and see me truly if I don't even like him? I'm more obsessed with getting him to like me than I am with figuring out if I like him in the first place so yeah it's like things like that that just made so much more sense once i realized that i was a love addict and then i remember during recovery i was starting to get my confidence in myself you know starting to get to know myself a little better starting to get comfortable being alone and i had this feeling of terror i was absolutely terrified of ever even liking someone again because I was so good on my own. I'd found this wholeness within myself that I'd been seeking in these destructive relationships and I was so scared that I'd get a crush or someone would come along, show some interest in me and just completely shatter and collapse and tear down everything that I had built for myself by myself. And it was, it was terrifying to me. And I remember reaching out to one of my girlfriends who's also a love addict, really amazing, good friend of mine that was so supportive of me during one of the worst, if not, no, it wasn't the worst breakup I've ever had. One of the worst, like top three breakups I've ever had in my life supported me fully throughout that. And I remember talking to her and I'm like, I am so good, like by myself that I'm scared like I don't even want to like anyone I don't want to answer any of my dms I don't want to talk to anyone I don't want to meet anyone new I am good I don't want to go through any of these things that I put myself through again and she's like girl you do realize that you're not going to be attracted to the same people you were attracted to before you realize that you're a love addict right you're not going to be attracted to the chaos the first red flag you're out it's not going to be that toxic merry-go-round that we were so used to and i'm like really like i couldn't quite buy it but 
it actually makes a lot of sense. When I kind of started during later in my recovery, once I've done a lot of deep self work that we're gonna get into, I did realize that what she's saying was true. I was just not attracted to these guys that would slide into my DMs asking for nudes. I was not attracted to people that did not respect me, my time, my energy, or my boundaries. I was not attracted to inconsistent men. I was not attracted to players and people that made me guess about their feelings for them and, or made me guess about their feelings for me and jump through all these different kind of hoops and bend and twist myself into a pretzel to their liking. I was not attracted to that. It was like literally how she said it, it was like, first red flag, I was out. I did not entertain it. I did not try to get him to like me. I did not try to figure out if maybe he has potential. I was just like, eh, not for me. Next. Like, it was true. So wherever you are in your journey, whether you just found out you're a love addict or you're in the thick of it and you're freaking out, like, wondering, like, will I ever be able to, like, be in a normal relationship again? Like, or whether you're on the other end and it's your first relationship out of recovery and you're just like, oh my gosh, like I thought I was healed everything is popping back up again this podcast for you I'm here for you I 100% support you and I understand what you're going through and I think it's really important to have that support especially from other individuals just like us individuals that have also suffered from love addict from fantasy addiction from sex addiction that understand how it feels to be in the position that we have been putting ourselves in all this time but the good news is that there absolutely is a solution there absolutely is a way to recover and find the wholeness within ourselves that we've been seeking so it's sort of like the bad news is that no one's coming to save us but the good news is that we don't need anyone to come to save us because we're our own saviors. And that's what this is about. And really unraveling the layers of my love addiction gave me so much compassion for myself, first of all. And then second of all, for others that are going through this because, I mean, addiction in any form is something that's super taboo still in our society for some reason. Like, it's getting a little bit of a it's getting a little bit more consideration lately so taboo isn't exactly the right word i'm looking for it's more of a stigma like addiction carries a stigma still but generally it's one of those things that's kind of taboo and especially if you've never dealt with addiction yourself personally or have been in a situation or a relationship or the child of an addict it's really hard to understand and come to terms with. But it's like, once I started unraveling the layers of like, why do I behave like this? Why am I attracted to these people? What part of me enjoys making toxic choices and is comfortable in chaos? And yeah, like once I realized that it wasn't anyone's responsibility to save me and love me other than my own, I really started to look at my own part and take accountability for remaining in these situations or even recreating sometimes these same situations thinking that they're going to be different. 
And then getting mad at myself and mad at my partner for not like fulfilling their obligation to fix all the broken pieces inside of me. So yeah, I am here with you in the trenches. I am here for you. And we're going to get through this together and go step by step and really get to the core of our love addiction. Get to the core of why we feel this unworthiness and we seek situations and relationships that reinforce this idea that we are not worthy of love, that we are not lovable. Why do we do this? We're going to walk through it and we're going to discover it together and I'm here for you, period. Because as humans, we are wired for connection. We cannot live without love it's like with other addictions we can just like drop the harmful substance and live our lives obviously you know through support through recovery through replacing toxic habits with new empowered ones it's the same process in a way but we cannot live without love so we need to learn how to love and the first person we need to learn how to love is ourselves because every single relationship we have in our life is a reflection of the relationship that we have with ourselves so it's like let's make the relationship that we have with ourselves a good one and that way every other relationship in our life can reflect that especially our romantic relationships Think about it. Think about it. None of us would exist if it wasn't for someone that loved us. At some point in time, we were a defenseless little baby and someone cared enough about us. Someone loved us enough to make sure that we stayed alive, to make sure that we got to the point where I'm speaking to you and you're listening to me. Like someone had to maintain a relationship with us and love us and give us the support and the care that we needed at some point in time that was our very first relationship so we need relationships to survive we need relationships to thrive but when a relationship is unhealthy it can actually hinder our growth as a person and make our quality of life infinitely worse so learning to establish a loving relationship with ourself first and then being able to, from that place of love and acceptance, be able to establish a meaningful relationship with a person who is reflecting that self-love, that self-care, that self-acceptance that we have for ourselves back to us and is giving us that love and that respect, it creates a domino effect. And the more people that have a good relationship with themselves, the better relationships there are in the world and the more harmonious we are as a collective. Because at the end of the day, if you strip everything away, if we strip away everything that we think makes us who we are, our ego, you know, how we dress, what we prefer, what we do for work, how we think, our outer characteristics, how we look, what we drive, we strip all of that away. All we are is love. We're a channel of divine love. We don't even need to try. We just are it. So our job is just to strip back all of the illusions that we've acquired in our life that have led us to believe that we are anything other than love. We're going to peel them back one by one. If you feel any sort of inner resistance to that concept, guess what that is? That's fear. And that's the greatest illusion of all. Fear is not real. 
everything you want is on the other side of fear. The fear that you aren't lovable. The fear that you will never find what you want. The fear that you're going to die alone or you're never going to look how you want to look or be who you want to be. Behind this illusion of fear, all that's left is love. So... I want to encourage you to do a little act of self-love today. Right after this podcast is finished, get up, go look at yourself in the mirror or sit down and look at yourself in the mirror. I mean, you don't have to get up and look yourself in the eye and tell yourself that you love yourself. Everything starts with you. Change yourself, change the world.